What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Murders. everybody to another episode of Speaking of Murders and welcome to the new listeners. Before we get started on today's episode, a little bit of news, business. Um, we are going to be taking the next two weeks off from putting out episodes uh, for the holidays so we can spend some time with our families. But we will be back after New Year's releasing on Tuesdays instead of Mondays. So look forward to that. Hopefully that'll Give us a little more time to put out some uh, better quality episodes. And uh, also, after New Year's, we are launching a new podcast, Unsolved Mayhem. So keep an eye out for that. We'll uh, make sure to put links in the episodes that come out after the first of the year. So you can go check that out. Um, All that said... We already do have another podcast called Speaking of Missing Persons. If you haven't checked that out, you definitely should. It's great. If you have a case that you want to hear on the show, send that to our email, speakingofmurders at gmail.com. And for photos associated with today's episode, check out our Instagram. That's linked in the show notes and episode description. And uh, if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways to do that. Share the show with somebody. Tell them about it. Let them listen to an episode. You know, sh- send them a link. You know, uh, just spread the word about the show. That helps us. If you want to go a step beyond that, check out our Patreon. We are putting out bonus episodes there every other weekend. You get a shout out on the show when you subscribe. And uh, our eternal gratitude. We really appreciate it. Oh, side note. The Patreon episodes do not stop for the holiday break that we're taking. We'll still be putting out patreon episode during that time so if you just want a little bit more over the holidays make sure you get subscribed to that but today sarah's going to be telling our case um who are we talking about we're talking about the lawson family today oh okay yeah know all about it i'm sure you do bobby (laughs) i've never heard of it before (laughs) in my life so I figured, you know, it's Christmas time. Let's talk about a Christmas murder. Oh, oh. boy. Okay. Holly jolly, the whole family dies on Christmas. Spoiler. Yeah, dang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this story takes place in Germantown, North Carolina. It's an old one. It, like I said, happens on Christmas Day, 1929. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So this is almost 100 years ago. Yeah. We're going way back. So the family consists of the husband, Charles, and his wife, Fanny Lawson. They got married in 1911. And at the time, they were living in Lawson, North Carolina, which apparently was just a coincidence. They didn't really own Lawson, North Carolina. It's kind of cool, though. They had eight children together. 
Dang. But their son, William, passed away when he was six years old in 1920 from pneumonia. The family moved to Germantown in 1918 because Charles's brothers, Marion and Elijah, they were his younger brothers, moved there to grow tobacco. Okay. Now, they became sharecroppers, which pretty much means instead of paying a landlord rent for the property they were living on, they gave a certain amount of the tobacco to the landlord. Like the actual tobacco or the profit from the tobacco? So it makes it sound like they give them a share of the crops. Like they give them so much of the actual crop and that's how they pay for their land. All right. And at the time, until 1927, that's what they did. They were called sharecroppers. Okay. Now, in 1927, they had finally, the family had finally saved up enough money to buy their own farm to grow tobacco. Nice. Yeah, you would think it was, like, a big deal. They were considered, like, a low working class family. Now, the piece of property they bought had a farmhouse on it, but it was, like, a shack. Oh, boy. Like, falling down. So what they would do is, after working all day in tobacco, they would come together and work on the house at nighttime to try to fix it up. But they were living in it while it was falling down. Right. By 1929, Charles and Fanny had um, a 17-year-old daughter named Marie, a 16-year-old son named Arthur, a 12-year-old daughter named Carrie, a seven-year-old daughter named Mabel, a four-year-old son, James, a two-year-old son named Raymond, and a four-month-old named Mary Lou. Holy shit. And they, Charles was 43 at this time, and Fanny was 37. So she's like two years younger than me and has all these children. Hell no. They really like each other. From all age ranges, too. They're hitting the whole spectrum. Yeah. I mean, they must have really liked each other. So two weeks before Christmas, Charles took the family to Winston-Salem, which was 30, 30, 13 miles from their farm, and he bought them all a brand new outfit, and he took them to get a family portrait done. Wouldn't seem like a big deal today, except uh, the working class back then did not do that. Yeah. They did not get family portraits taken, and they definitely didn't go splurge on brand new clothes for that many people. Right. That's a lot of money. Yeah. He told them that it was all part of a Christmas surprise. Oh, boy. I printed out this picture, so hold on a second. You have to see, like, how not happy they look in this picture. But I feel like... Well, I'm pretty sure it was, like, not cool to, It was like not cool smile to smile. Yeah. You couldn't smile. Any- uh, have you ever watched A Thousand Ways to Die in the West? No. It was rumored, it was fabled, that at one point there was a guy in Texas who smiled in a picture. And everyone else was like, no way. I don't believe it. Yeah, because it was not... Now, granted, that's an, it's a satire movie. It's completely right. comedy. But 
It's based know. off of real shit. I don't. I don't know. I think pictures look better when you're not smiling. As yeah. Well, a lot of people find a lot of weird things about the picture. Like one, the fact that the mom and dad are not the ones in the middle. It is his eldest daughter and him standing in the middle of the photo. His wife is standing to the side of him. Yeah, I she's the one holding the baby. Is I'm his wife? I'm more focused on their eyes in this photo. Like the wife. Looks like she might already be partially mummified. <laughs> and on the far left, I'm assuming one of the sons doesn't have pupils. It's just all white eyeball there. It's probably just the photo quality, but it's definitely yeah, creepy. I mean, it's definitely an old photo. They definitely are wearing new clothes, though, which is like Damn. his daughter looks like she is a flapper. Like, she's wearing a really nice dress. Anyway, people thought that it was very strange that they got this picture done. Right. How they even had the money to for him to take them to do this is who knows. So, on Christmas morning, so they did this picture two weeks before. And on Christmas morning, Marie and Fanny woke up early, like most People do on Christmas morning, and they started, like, prepping for Christmas dinner. Okay. Marie was making a special layer cake with raisins that she made every year for Christmas. And Fanny was, like, out on the front porch peeling potatoes. Now, Charles and Arthur decided to go hunting with two of their dogs, which at the time also pretty common thing to do right. go hunting at some point while in the woods they r- supposedly ran out of ammunition and i'm going to say supposedly because they didn't really run out of ammunition charles just told arthur they were out of ammunition and he sent him to town to get more okay at this point his daughters carrie and maybell decided to They were going to walk to their aunt and uncle's house who lived close by to, like, say Merry Christmas and whatever. Right. While they were walking there, the story is that Charles was waiting by the tobacco barn. And when the girls walked by, he shot them both. And then he bludgeoned them with some things said a hoe, some things said the end of the shotgun. Some even said an axe. Either way, he, like, bludgeoned them after he shot them. Then he drug their bodies inside the barn, putting a rock under their heads, like a pillow, and then he headed for the house. The second he stepped up on the porch, he shot Fanny. Then this caused Marie to scream, and Raymond and James, like, took off running. Now, remember, they're four and two. Yeah. And they take off running and try to find a place to hide. And he comes through the door and shoots Mary, or Marie. And she, like, goes limp in front of the fireplace. He then tracks down the two little boys and shoots them both. And then bludgeons his four-month-old daughter, Mary Lou, to death while she lays in her bassinet. What the fuck? It's crazy because he purposely sent his oldest son away. Right. 
And after he did this, he went back into the woods. It would take like hours for them to figure out where he went or what even really happened. His brother and his brother's son were like on their way home from hunting also. And they decided to stop at the house to wish the family Merry Christmas. And they're the ones who found the bodies. They get in contact with the police. The police show up. Now they're like trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Right. Like why this whole family is murdered. And so hours are going by and they're trying to get the bodies. Because I guess the way it's described is the house was like up on a hill. And they had to do a lot of maneuvering to get the bodies out of the house to take them to the morgue and during all of this charles is in the woods by the house just walking in a circle around an oak tree okay (laughs) when all of a sudden they hear this gunshot and the dogs start howling So they follow the dogs to the woods and they find his body leaned up against a tree and he had like literally a path around this tree from pacing around it for hours. Yeah, it makes no sense. That sounds like a possession. (laughs) (laughs) He also had these two notes in his pocket that were like, they were like two words. Each one had like two things written on it and no one could ever figure out what the hell they meant. So at this point, they had gotten Arthur back from the town and they're like asking Arthur all these questions like, what the hell? Why did your dad do this? And he obviously doesn't know. Right. Because he was sent away. Now, in the beginning, people thought that Charles killed his entire family because of a head injury. So a couple of months before this, while working on the house, he was like pulling boards and the it slipped and he hit himself in the forehead with the blunt end of of an axe or like it wasn't like an actual axe it was like an old tool i don't remember what the fuck they called it but he hit himself in the forehead people claimed that he was acting weird after this that he was like way more hostile and more he was a bigger disciplinarian towards the children after this they disproved this theory though because they had his brain sent to john hopkins hospital to be analyzed and he had no sign of a brain injury there was nothing wrong with his brain he just lost his mind well the next theory was that maybe charles wasn't actually the one who even killed his family Like, some people believed that he had witnessed some kind of organized crime and these people came and killed his entire family and then killed him in the woods, like, shortly after Arthur left. Like, thinking he died in the woods first and then they went and killed his whole family and that he wasn't even actually the one who did it. But the problem with that is the police were like, there's literally no organized crime in this area right so what would he have witnessed right i don't know why they would wait for arthur to leave either if they were just going to kill the entire family anyway right the theory that is the most believable came about in 1990 
and it came about when a book came out called White Christmas, Bloody Christmas, and it's a book written all about the murders. In this book, an anonymous source said they heard that Charles murdered his whole family because Marie was pregnant with his baby. And this person heard this while taking a tour of the house shortly after the murders. She said that the tour guide was telling people this. And yeah, tours. His brother decided literally like the week of the murders to charge people 25 cents to of take course. tours of the house. Yeah, we've, and we've seen that before in other stories. Yeah. And he was also like selling souvenirs. So like things that were bloody or people were literally paying for raisins off of the cake that Marie had made. Okay. And he claimed that he was doing all this to raise money for Arthur, but yeah, there's no proof that he ever gave Arthur any money. But there was a, a girl who was actually uh, related to the Lawsons. Her name was Stella. And she also overheard Fanny's sister-in-law and aunts discussing how Fanny told them she had been concerned about an incestuous relationship between Charlie and Marie. She had been suspicious for this for at least a year before the murders. And then to add to the rumor, in 2006, the same Arthur published author. Don't know why I said it like that. Author (laughs) published a book called Meaning of Our Tears. And in that book, a close friend of Marie's named Ella came forward and said that a few weeks before Christmas... In 1929, Marie had confided in her that she was pregnant by her father and that Charlie and Fanny knew about it. So no one really knows exactly why he killed his entire family, but it seems that's the most plausible reason is he was doing horrible things to his daughter and got her pregnant. But why kill the whole fucking family? Maybe so they didn't tell anyone? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. No one knows why. But he apparently, you know, told them when they took that photo that it was part of a Christmas surprise. And people think that his Christmas surprise was murdering them. Well, obviously. He had it planned for at least two weeks beforehand. A lot of people think the family was just cursed because... Uh, Arthur ended up dying in 1945 at the age of 31 in a really bad truck accident. So technically none of the family was left. And he left behind his own wife and four children. It's just sad. Yeah, that's crazy. Who did he want to leave this picture to? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, what was the point of the picture? Just to have it, to be like, we were a family? I Yeah, I don't know. Who would he want to leave this photo to? I guess Arthur. I don't I know. I wouldn't want it. But that's the Christmas murder that I got for you. All right. Well, if you enjoyed that episode, make sure you let us know. Leave us five stars. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell so you get uh, 
get notified whenever we're putting out new episodes. And uh, we hope you have a wonderful holiday season, whatever holidays you're celebrating. And uh, we'll see you guys after New Year's. Any final thoughts? No. No. All right. See you after New Year's. Bye. 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 Bye.